0: Hey, Insights listeners, Nicole here, and thanks so much for joining me for this week's Bite Size Insights, empowering people leaders with best-in-class information in 10 minutes or less. As many of us have embraced a more flexible work environment, including remote working, a lot of questions have emerged, specifically questions around engagement drivers. Now, for those of you who may be unfamiliar with the term drivers, engagement drivers are the levers that leaders can pull to help foster and improve engagement. They provide the roadmap of what actions to take and how employees feel about the work itself, their coworkers, management, and the organization as a whole. Now, as you can imagine, the desire to understand these engagement drivers has been heightened as people are taking on more stressors over the last couple of months. In this episode, you'll hear from our own Sam Yoder, Adam Weber, and Michael Vasey as they highlight the drivers that you should be paying the most attention to according to our data. One final note before we jump in is that we are giving you access to a back and forth discussion. So you'll hear me offering the questions and context for greater insights. I just heard someone talk about how to foster um, autonomy during time of remote where you obviously don't want to micromanage your team, but you want to keep an eye on what they're doing. And so they came up with a framework of three questions that you should ask yourself. Question one is, is whatever your, your idea or the the initiative or the thing that you want to do, is it the right thing for our customers? Is it the right thing for our business and our purpose and our core values? And are you willing to be held accountable for this decision? Um, Whatever the consequences are. And if the answer is yes, then you don't need to tell me about it. You should go do it. And 20% of the time they might make the wrong decision. And that's great for in the moment coaching. But 80% of the time, you're going to get better ideas than the executive team, than the boardroom. And that's where you're really going to get that innovation because you're elevating the people that are closest to the work. And so with that, a couple of great questions. But the first one is, um, when we're working remote, people can feel underutilized um, and looking for ways to identify them and, and that feeling and then engage them more. And so one, is there a tool? Um, that you can use, or are there ideas around kind of monitoring that productivity and that utilization? Michael and Sam, can you kick us off for that one?
1: To increase utilization during this time, I think a lot of it is on the manager initiating really good questions. My favorite question is, if you were in charge, what's the first thing you'd do to improve our business right now? And so we're trying to elevate voice and give them permission to um, innovate a little bit. And I think the second thing you might run into is some back burner projects that you've always said we're going to get to those. They're going to help us with our efficiency. Let's start executing on those.
2: I think another one here is is giving people some tactics to either structuring their day. Right. So it's either helping them structure their day better so that they're utilizing their time better. Or it's by using your more structured feedback sessions with them that are required in this season to um, almost suss out, hey, uh, how are you utilizing your day? Um, What what roadblocks are you running into? Are you finding that you have more time or less time? So like what Michael said, right, leading with questions and encouraging your team to kind of self-discover whether or not they are being underutilized. Um, because if they don't realize it, or if they're not looking for it, they're not going to ask you for additional projects to work on. Helping them self-identify that first. But then if you find that they're being underutilized, I agree, you know, identifying new projects. Um, But then helping them figure out maybe one of my boss, Jennifer, she has worked with me and our clients as well to kind of think up this, this structuring your work hours into focus buckets. So you have time for administrative tasks, you have time for strategic tasks, you have time for innovation tasks, and then you have some, some project work and some heads down work. So can you give your team some structure that they can work within um, to, to help them figure out how to best utilize their time, um, but then also continue those communication cadences to make sure they can self-identify whether or not they actually do have that extra time or if they're missing things. So that would be the first thing that I would say. And then the second thing is that uh, when people are remote, priorities are, are very important. Um, so when you are, you're communicating more, but in those communication times, you have to be even more crystal clear about your priorities. I, are, are you aligning daily on what people need to be focusing on? Um, or are you aligning weekly on that? Because weekly might be too long to wait in this type of, in this time in an office environment you can get distracted really quickly and so maybe you aren't as productive in short periods of time and so people are churning through their work much faster um, and so maybe you need to be aligning on priorities every single day and asking hey do you have enough work for today um, do you feel like you can fill your day how did yesterday go was that was that enough work is there something another gap you see that you should be filling so I think it, it comes down to continuing those feedback loops um, making sure that people are self-identifying if they do truly have time or not, um, and then helping them by continuing to talk about those priorities.
3: Sam, I just want to piggyback just a little bit off what you said, because I like that. And I, I really think the key in in this new environment is is defaulting to over-communication. If you're trying to crack the utilization code of your people, I mean, there's tactical tools like Trello and Monday.com. You can use something like that to help make sure there's alignment on what is the body of work we're completing. But like a level above that is how are we increasing our communication during this season? If I would say if you're having a utilization issue, it's really this moment of setting, aligning on priorities. One of the most common things I'm hearing is, the reality is that there are a lot of managers out there right now who have not done a great job building psychological safety with their team. And more than ever, they need their team to be transparent and honest about the reality that they have kids or someone in their family is sick or their Wi-Fi is not, not active. And so it's stretching for these managers to try to align with their employees to say, tell me honestly about your situation. And now knowing what is a reasonable expectation of work, are you and I aligned on the two most important things to get done? Because we're all juggling a lot of stuff. And so really trying to make sure you're giving permission for those managers and like really challenging those managers to create safe environments and get the true place where the employees are, I think will help create priority alignment between that manager and the employee.
2: At one last thing that I would add there and have your employees earned the right for you to kind of be more hands-off or have they shown you with their performance that they need a little bit more hand-holding during this time as they went to a remote work as you're not in the same space with them? And, and that can feel a little bit like micromanagement, but you also have to trust your, your managerial instincts and know, hey, this, this employee specifically struggles with prioritization. And so I need to talk to them a little bit more than I need to talk to this other person because I, I, they've proven to me that they will get their work done no matter what. And I think it's, it's, it's okay to give your managers permission to be a, much more involved than they may have been before um, because it is, it's a different world that we're living in. So that means you know, some of those managerial practices have to be a little bit different.
0: So we, just, we talked about utilization, but we had a great question. What are some of the other engagement drivers that we should be most mindful of as we are preparing and also moving into remote work? So two that I know we've already talked about is utilization as well as psychological safety. But Sam and Michael, curious if, what are some of the other drivers you're really trying to, people should be focused on right now?
1: Yeah, we're actually already seeing some of these drivers being affected because we have customer surveys closing every day. And several can be affected, right? We've seen several, uh, psych safety kind of goes with feedback. Like suddenly, you can't just walk up to your manager and talk to the person, right? So the burden is more on managers to go to people, find out what's going on. So I would be watching for the feedback loops. If you weren't a good communicator before, boy, you're going to have to stretch as a manager to make a big effort to get to people. So I would be watching that one. I think capacity is going to be affected because capacity is a stress barometer and COVID is creating stress from the home front and it's also creating stress on the work front. And so I would tend to look at the groups that, Have the largest reductions in capacity and then look at the comments they're giving us. And then the final one that's I think a little hard is the sort of purpose, leadership availability bucket. Again, your executives aren't as available as they might have been. And purpose has to do with alignment about the future. And so we need to stretch extra hard to talk about where we're going as a business, how this is affecting us where we're going as a business, like rinse, repeat. If you're an executive, you probably are very clear on these things. No one else is clear on them. So I would be looking at those kind of areas to be affected during the COVID time and even into more remote work. That's uh, that's, that's what I'm seeing.
2: The only one I would add to that is leader integrity. Authenticity is being split into um, leader integrity and leader availability. And so those two are very closely tied. Now leader availability is going to probably be pretty low, but we're not gonna be as worried about that um, because, you know, That's kind of the nature of this. You may not be as available, but leader integrity is going to be of the utmost importance. And it goes back to feedback, obviously, um, but leader integrity and purpose are very closely tied as well. Are you doing what you say you're going to do? Are you, you know, are you going to have to make tough decisions in a few months that you told people that you weren't going to have to make those decisions right now. And so maybe things change, right? But being as, as upfront and honest as you can and following through on those actions, that's going to show up in leader integrity. So that'd be the only one I'd add.
0: Are you liking these bite-sized insights? Is there something that you want us to cover? Well, give us your feedback at amplify.com slash questions. That's E-M-P-L-I-F-Y.com slash questions and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts.